I'm more excited to be talking to you about task management. You are going to love it. We have to accept that tech is coming into the world and we have to prepare our, our pupils for the real world. This method is really a game-changing way of invigilating, to be honest. Hello and welcome to the Surpass Assessment Community Podcast. Hello and welcome to another Surpass Community Podcast. I'm joined here today by a couple of our cousins from over in the BTL Surpass offices over in the US, based uh, just outside of Philadelphia, Gary and Elise. Say hi. Hello. Hello. Okay, so um, I say a couple of our US cousins. Actually, Elise, you are from the US. Uh, Gary is originally from our team in the UK here and moved over, yeah, actually relocated to Philadelphia, didn't you, a few years ago when we started setting up the BTLS Pass offices. Yep, that's correct, yeah. So it's been just, uh, just under two years for me now. Um, I've been with BTL for 13 years, um, so been kind of working with the team here for, for quite a long time. So kind of quite a good um, adventure for me to, to be part of what we're setting up in the States. Yeah, excellent. Okay, so um, you've had a safe flight over, you're both over your jet lag, I can see that. You've had a good hearty breakfast this morning. Well, Gary hasn't apparently, no. um, that's terrible. So he'll probably nip off to the tuck shop in about 10 minutes for the, uh, the lunch combo of chocolate crisps and a can. That's terrible. Terrible standard setting. Um, we don't condone that here in this pass offices. Uh, but moving on to a little bit more uh, what we're actually going to talk about today. So we're going to give you a little bit of an overview on the operations team that are based over in the US. And just introduce you to them, talk a little bit about their place within the surpass structure. So when you're talking to us, you know, where you, you might meet them along the way as a, a prospect or as a surpass community member. Um, Gary is then going to tap into his many years of experience, talk about what he has found the differences mainly between the UK and the US. Um, it's been quite a, a journey of exploration, I think, because you've, you've worked with a lot of US organizations for a long time, all test centers over in the US, but actually relocating. We were chatting before this. Sounds quite interesting. Um, and then Elise is going to talk to us a little bit about uh, her job and how that works traveling across the world. It's your first time traveling for work, isn't it, Elise? Yes, it is. Okay, um, and then we'll talk a little bit about the the evolution of the US office, because uh, again, Gary, you've been there from the start, so that's quite fascinating. Uh, get Elise's input on coming into that. You've been with us about six months now, is that six right? Six months, yeah. Yep. Uh, and then just how we've evolved as a global operation, so working across those time zones, we do still work quite closely together, the uh, UK and US offices in many areas of this past development. So I've been talking enough already, uh, I think I'm going to hand over to Gary. Do you want to start? Tell us a little bit about the operations team and where you sit within the structure of BTLS Pass Inc. Sure. So, my my rather grand American style title is Vice President of Service Operations. Uh, so, effectively, um, I head up the service delivery um, department in the states. So, we look after our American customers. Um, a lot of the support functions are still delivered from the UK, so we lean on the the teams um, kind of at the in the BTL group in the the UK office to to provide the service desk and live services and third line support um, and all of the obviously the expertise in all the other departments. Um, but we're an ex point of escalation um, in the states for issues. We're speaking to our clients over there. Um, 
on a very regular basis uh, in their time zone, which is obviously the main reason that we're based mm -hmm. there. Because obviously the guys here with a, a five-hour time difference, yeah. um, initially kind of in the earlier days of us working internationally and particularly in the States, that was a bit of a, a barrier in that our US customers only had a little bit of an overlap, so that's a big, mm. big benefit for us being physically in the states. Yeah, and we've got the full, full day. Doing very late meetings, that kind of thing. Yeah, and absolutely. Then, and then being across the Atlantic, if there was something that needed sorting quickly, it was actually quite difficult to then action that. I mean, we always did back, back before my time, uh, but this is much easier now that you're actually based over there. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, we get to do more things like face-to-face -face meetings because it's only. Most of our, our clients are, are based a couple of hours um, from our office yeah. um, in Pennsylvania. Uh, so we get to kind of see customers face to face without having, without ha having to be a, a planned thing several weeks in advance and looking at things like cost of flights and all those mm -hmm. kind of business things that you have to take into account. We can just kind of get in the car and um, hop over and go and see um, our customers. Yeah, and, and I think as well, um just being based in the States is kind of similar to being based in the UK, but having uh, specific community members over in Europe, you know, we, we always managed to find a, a quick flight that you could just hop across the channel or that kind of thing, or, you know, hop on a train. Um, but now we can do that in the States and Canada, we're working with organizations in Canada as well. So it's just made everything a lot more fluid. Um, at least do you get to travel much? in your job, seeing customers across the country? Have you moved across America or, or is that a kind of English uh, stereotype that we see, you know, you just get in your car and drive state to state, but actually it's a huge continent, so probably not. Yeah, no. I haven't seen much of the of the States, but being with BTL, I've been able to see some of our customers up in Canada and traveling into Philly to have face-to-face -face with uh, our client down there. So that's been great to, to build that relationship. And then obviously being able to come over to England and see our cousins over here has been wonderful and being able to build that relationship has been awesome. Excellent. Um, when you've popped over to England, just while we're on that subject, where, where have you been traveling to? What kind of things have interested you? I've just been going around the little towns. It's fascinating to me that there's all these little tiny villages, I guess you would call them. Or yeah. We call them boroughs, but um, just seeing the day-to-day -day life and, and kind of how people just go about what they're doing. And then um, this weekend, I'm actually going to go up to Scotland because I've never been to Scotland. So oh, fantastic. I am definitely enjoying being able to travel. Good, good. Uh, yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know, maybe if you're from outside the UK, we are based in Yorkshire. We're in a World Heritage site called Saltaire, which is a beautiful place, beautiful building. Um, plenty of history, a lot of ghosts around the building, depending who you talk to. Um, so if you're scared of ghosts, maybe arrange to meet somewhere else. Uh, but no, it's great that you're having a chance to travel around here. And you know, a lot of people just go, oh, yeah, let's go to London. And actually, that's like us you know, flying over to Philly and going, oh, I'll just pop down to Miami or something. It's it's not that easy. Um, although Miami is a little bit further from Philly than London is from us, but trains in the UK are just ridiculous price. Uh, moving on, going off topic again. So whereabouts does the US operations team sit in terms of the, the structure of BTLS Pass? So, yeah, in, in effect, we, we sit alongside the... The, the same teams in the UK for service service delivery. Mm -hmm. um, so we perform the same function as as they do, and we kind of um, we report into kind of the same lines. So Ian Bromfit is kind of the uh, right, okay. line manager, but also obviously we have 
we have close relationship with the senior management based in um, in the states, which was um, the the president uh, Andy <laughs> McAnuller. Um, he does like that title. He, he does, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have it on his office door quite yet, yeah. but I'm sure it's only a matter of time. We should get something printed out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, great stuff. So. Uh, Elise, describe a typical day for us then. What, what are your duties? What do you do? You get up in the morning, head into the office and... Make coffee for Barry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barry and I enjoy lots of coffee together. Um, and then, you know, open my emails and kind of peruse and see what's going on um, that anything happened before I got in because um, mm-hmm. we are behind the UK. So um, going through that and then... I try to touch base with everyone on the desk or anyone who has one of my tickets to make sure that while we are both working at the same time, that we both work on something. Um, And then kind of finish up and and do what I need to do. I have my meetings. Um, I talk to my client, kind of give them an update on what's going on. And then before I leave, I try to make sure that when the UK comes in the next morning, they would have everything that they need Mm. to progress any of my tickets or progress any of my issues so that we don't lose any time during that time zone. So we try to be very conscious of that time change to make yeah. sure that we're making the most mm-hmm. effective use of our time. I'd actually I'd actually say that our day almost starts the day before because yeah. as Elisa just mentioned, yeah. kind of the the five hours that the UK has ahead of the US can mm. be extremely valuable time. So almost a customer could report something at five o'clock Eastern Standard Time and we can have the service desk working on it in the UK morning, and they've right, had a, okay. a good five hours kind of to work on that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, often mm-hmm. we were able to turn things around before the you know the customers even had an hour of working time. So that's mm-hmm. kind of that's kind of one of the key things that we're aware of is the making use of that time difference that we've got people working while we're still sleeping in the US. Yeah, and I, and I think that's a good example of the the global operation, what it's evolved into, you know, so um, I am very close with a couple of members of the service desk team here. And I know like even just this week, one of them is doing the late shift because we have some late cover from the UK just to provide that additional support to the US team um, because of their, you know, direct contact with devs, that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, she turned around and was like, oh, I was really looking forward to meeting Elise and Gary, you know, because she's not worked that long, but she's doing the late shift, so unfortunately stuck at home. Um, can't even do the social activities because she'll be working, uh, but maybe she'll come into the office, who, who knows. Um, yeah, and that's, that's one of the good things. Obviously, we are, we're heavily in touch with the service desk mm. um, who provide our second line support. Um, so it's good to kind of do these trips uh, we yeah. try to get over twice a year just to kind of show our faces in the office and just mm-hmm. catch up with people face to face to build that um, those relationships that kind of obviously we're we're building on stateside as well. Um, yeah. But it's good to keep in touch with the people based in the UK too. And of course, because it is a, an international testing environment in in uh, current times, yeah, it's not just a case of having those time zones affect the office hours of the the direct customer as we say it's their customers as well isn't it we we support test centers around the world and that kind of thing so i, I imagine if uh, let's say one of this past community has an issue with a test center out in the middle east for example then the uk has seen that while you're all still asleep in bed and they can get cracking on it and then by the time you come into the office you're like oh great they've already started work you know let's 
let's just carry that on and, and get it resolved. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, kind of between between our two offices at the moment, we cover quite a lot of the global time zone. It's not it's not just US, and obviously mm. the, the US itself is is three time zones. Um, but we don't just cover the US; we cover um, Europe, and as you say, we've got um, community members in the Middle East um, yeah. delivering tests in the Middle East, um, and kind of throughout Europe as well. So you know, we, we're able to cover quite a lot of time zones. Yeah. Okay. So just getting a little bit more personal for a second, then I suppose, um, Gary, I know that you've even when you were based in the UK, you did a lot of travelling, helping organisations set up test centres, for example, in. Yeah, you know, South America and over in uh, Southeast Asia, that kind of thing. Um, but this is the first time you've actually relocated. You, you know, you've actually picked up your whole life and moved somewhere. So, do you want to tell us a little bit what was that like? And then maybe you could go on to the the early days of setting up the US office and talk talk us through like how that's changed now. Three years later, is it? I believe. Uh, yeah. So the uh, yeah. So the office has been in place for three years. Um, so it was it was set up just under a year before I kind of moved across. Um, mm. Yeah, so kind of the process of of relocating it was it's quite a a big thing, um, which you can you can prepare yourself for a lot of the kind of obviously having to take all, pack up your stuff, mm. take all your stuff, and find a house, all those kind of things. But I think the mm. the things that took me by surprise are the little things in terms of kind of just establishing kind of credit ratings and just mm. yourself as a legitimate person in another things country. When you yeah, things like uh, in the States, a social security number, you can't get almost anything done without social security number. You have to right. wait to, you have to apply for that when you're in the country. So for the first okay. month, it's kind of explaining to people why you don't have a social security number yeah. and why that, you know, you are still a legitimate person <laughs> living yeah. there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's kind of things like that and just, just a general admin that I think you Having lived in one country for most of your life, you just take for granted that you've, mm. you know, you've got bank accounts, you've got kind of national insurance number would be the equivalent yeah. in the UK. Um, so it's kind of just going through all those things and also um, driving licenses and things. I had to right. retake yeah. my driving test. Oh, in wow. the States what, what was that like? Um, it was pretty easy, I have to say. Okay, it, yeah. it's automatics, I suppose. Automatic. So when you've driven um, stick for the, so long. The test was no more than 10 minutes long. Oh, really? So that's right, in Pennsylvania okay. where we're based. Um, the, I believe it's different in different states. I don't know, Lise, whether you're familiar with any other. Do you remember states. doing your driving test, Lise? Oh, yeah, I do. Um, parallel parking is the big thing, and that's what we're tested on. But I was just commenting to Gary this morning about how it seems like the test here would be harder because of all the roundabouts and everything. We don't really have that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Big, big roads in the states. Big cars as well, but the roads are huge. Mm -hmm. um, driving's kind of. I find it much less stressful in the states. Right. Okay. The UK. So that's that, one that's of the yes. benefit. Kind of one of the good things about being over there. Even though they're on the right side of the road, you didn't have any trouble with that. Yeah. You know, again, no, little things we take I, Yeah, I find that because you're on the other side of the car as well, that that's enough of a. A trigger for me to know right. that oh, it's it's not it's not like you're still sat on the same side, but you have to drive on the other side. Yeah. Um, Will you be driving while you're up here, Elise? Oh God, taking no. a little. <laughs> <laughs> that being a passenger has been enough. Right. Because I'm used to being on the left side where I'm driving, not as a passenger, so it's a little 
Okay, so Sorry. for everyone listening uh, at home or on the move, uh, I can see the trauma in Elise's face at the thought <laughs> of uh, driving in, in the UK. So we'll move on swiftly from this. Um, uh, yeah, I think I, I just wanted to kind of just mention about the kind of the evolution of uh, oh, presence right. in, yes, the, in the true. States. Um, that So two years ago, when I, when I moved over, we were, we were in a, a smaller office, um, which was adequate for our needs at the time. Um, and then... Uh, around six months ago, we moved into, or just just longer than six months ago, we moved into a temporary space while our our new shiny permanent <laughs> office, um, which is quite quite huge, um, I've was only being seen set pictures. up. I'm very jealous. Yeah, I mean, I, you, I obviously in the, U, to go. in the UK, the UK team have recently moved into a new office as well, mm -hmm. which is also absolutely fantastic. I was I was extremely pleased with our office, and then I saw the UK one, which is absolutely <laughs> enormous. Um, so we were in the temporary space for for a few months, and that's when Elise joined. Um, I'm not mm. sure quite what she thought of us in our kind of very temporary <laughs> space, but then Let, obviously let's she... find out now. <laughs> Elise, <laughs> what were your first impressions? Slightly concerned. Okay. Um, I knew we were making the office, but we had all this mismatched furniture, and we were all kind of just sitting in a, a triangle configuration working and I would ask Gary tons of questions and we would go back and forth and then we would get little snippets of hey the office is being built or we would hear a drill or we would yeah. <laughs> hear a lot of banging and we're like, I'm like oh okay it is it is going because we it didn't was, hear anything for yeah, yeah. a while and we're like is this actually going to be built what's going on here okay, but you're still here with us now so that's yes. good, <laughs> yes. you're a fantastic team member yes. so we're glad that you stuck around uh, sorry Gary I interrupted yeah, on, you. The, on the <laughs> on the positive side she then got to see the office literally from a, a, a shell they mm -hmm. They ripped out the old office, the old office that was in that space, mm. um, and put up all the new walls. Mm. And it was quite good that kind of on the way out every day, kind of we go and have a look and and see you know something new, and it turned into actually a, you know really nice mm. office with you know we've got lots of meeting spaces, and our intention is to kind of invite um, kind of more of the guys from the UK. A few of them have already been over, but but also mm -hmm. our community members to to come and say hello and see us in, in our, our yeah. lovely office. I think that's key thing, isn't it? The same with, with us here in Salta. You know, we love having people in, showing them around, getting them to actually meet people. The transparency is one of our um, key messages. So, yeah, yeah if, if you want to get in touch with the guys and pay a visit to the offices in Philly, uh, the address is on the spas.com website. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's quite long. Uh, they're a bit different to our UK addresses. Yes, so uh, yeah, I, I will try and get either. it wrong. Yeah. Uh, but go to spas.com on the contact page. There you can find the addresses for both UK yeah. and US offices. So again, yeah. today was a little bit impromptu. I kind of pounced on you as you're uh, just in the office for the week to get some insight into the States and how we work globally. Um, so hopefully everyone out there listening has, has got some information from that. Maybe you've got some questions for the team. And as always, you can send questions through to us. Uh, if you're in direct contact already with Elise and Gary, feel free to get in touch with them. If you're not already a member of this past community, uh, but want to know a little bit more, you can come through to marketing at btl.com or marketing at surpass.com, uh, depending on your territory. So thank you very much for joining me today, Gary and Elise. I appreciate you're very busy as you're only here for a week, but this has been uh, good fun, I think, mm -hmm. as well as informative. And thank you everybody listening out there in this past community. We'll be in touch with you again soon for another podcast. Bye everyone. Bye, thank you. Hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast. To keep up to date with the latest information from our Surpass community, just visit surpass.com.
and we'll be back with another podcast soon. Thank you for listening.